Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CME curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements as well as the learning objectives. This is CME on ReachMD, and I'm Dr. John Leonard from Wild Cornell Medicine and New York Presbyterian Hospital in New York. Here with me today is my colleague, Dr. Sarah Rutherford, also from Wild Cornell and New York Presbyterian. Let's dive right in. Dr. Rutherford, how do we select patients for regimens containing antibody drug conjugates in first-line diffuse large B-cell lymphoma, or DLBCL? As you may know, polituzumabidotin has now been listed as a preferred combination with RCHP for frontline treatment of diffuse large B-cell lymphoma, in addition to our standard RCHOP regimen. So when I decide if this newer treatment is appropriate for a patient, I would look at the inclusion criteria of the study, Polaric study. And I would see if my patient may be one who would have fit criteria for that study. So that included ages 18 to 80, IPI scores of 2 to 5, and ECOG performance statuses of 0 to 2. And then I would look particularly at some of the subgroups that benefited in the Polarix trial. Those patients who were older than 60, male patients, those with IPI scores that were particularly high of 3 to 5. And then also those with the activated B-cell subtype or non-germinal center subtype of diffuse large B-cell lymphoma did appear to benefit more from this regimen. I do want to note that we have had RCHOP available for a long time, and it is a well-tolerated regimen. And so while I am excited about this new treatment option for patients, and I plan to discuss it with many of my patients who would fit the criteria for the study, I do think that RCHOP will remain a treatment that we will want to go to for some patients. And I look forward to having this additional discussion with patients as we have another option for them now. Thank you. Yes, I agree with much of what you just said. I think that certainly there was evidence, as you alluded to, that there might be benefit in certain subgroups or particular benefit or more benefit in certain subgroups, such as the older patient population, IPI 3 through 5, those without bulky disease, as well as those patients who had the activated B-cell subtype of DLBCL. Why that would be the case, I think, is not entirely clear, but one might argue to at least more strongly consider this regimen in those subgroups of patients. I think other people would take the position that if a patient fell into the category of eligibility for the study, that in the context of an overall positive study, it would be reasonable to consider for anyone falling into the particular eligibility criteria used for the Polaris trial. I think the other important issue and area that the audience should know about is that there were really insufficient numbers of patients who had double hit or triple hit lymphoma. And so I don't think we can draw these conclusions for that subset of patients. I also agree with you that RCHOP remains a very important regimen in the absence of an overall survival benefit. Certainly considering RCHOP for some patients is still a very reasonable consideration. But I think for most patients, given the fact that there was minimal extra toxicity, perhaps a little bit more febrile neutropenia with the holotuzumab containing arm, that in the context of a comparably tolerable regimen with an improved PFS, that certainly thinking about a polituzumab including regimen 
would make a lot of sense. Well, this has been a great discussion. Unfortunately, our time's now up. Thanks very much for listening. You have been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is provided by Prova Education and is part of our Minute CME curriculum. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to ReachMD.com slash Prova. Thank you for listening.